Yeah, exactly. All right. So I hope that's taught you a lesson. Sorry. Joe about picking Sorry. the teddies. I won't do it again. I promise. Teddy picker. Sorry. Did we, did we pick that song to begin the show because of the um, no shush teddy shush the dirty teddy the no. bad teddy no the evil teddy. It's just a zeitgeisty coincidence. Good morning. This is Adam and Joe. Welcome to Saturday morning. Uh, it's the beginning of December. It's the beginning of Crinklemas, and they've covered all the studio in tinsels. They've covered it quite badly, isn't it? They it's, haven't it's, really made an effort. It's like they dr drunken, someone drunkenly staggered it's, in. It's like some kind of pathetic rehab centre. And just <laughs> coughed up some tinsel. And yeah. it's, it's sort of landed like strands of flame We're going to improve the, it during uh, the show. Wall. Yeah, it's not really a good effort. Do you favour tinsel at home? Uh, I find tinsel a little bit brassy. Well, it's a little tacky, isn't it? Yeah. Tinsel's the kind of thing when you're five that you think, That's good, look, it's so shiny, this tinsel star shiny. But then after that, when you're a grown-up person, you've got your own home for the first time, and you think, oh, what am I going to do about the decorations? And you get out the tinsel, and you sit down, and you think, no. Yeah, do you know what you can't beat? What? Paper chains. Paper chains? Yeah, you can't beat a paper chain. Well, they're, you make your they're own. They're kind of holistic, yeah. Mm. They're green, mm. are they? Because yeah, they yeah. can be recycled. That's right. Uh, you have to lick each one Ugh. with your own spittle. Why are you licking the paper chains? To they're not going to stick together like that, just with your own... They lick. used to, didn't they? They used to come with a little sticky, gluey bit. Oh, with a gluey bit. Yeah, and you get all dizzy and slightly high from the so glue. So you're not just licking bits of ordinary paper and... I will if you want me to. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, wow, what a show we've got for you folks coming up. I'm looking at the uh, computer screen right now, and just in the next few minutes, we're going to be hearing amazing songs from Talking Heads. I requested that Talking Heads song, and I'm amazed it's being played. It's a, it's a really good one from Remain in Light, but it's, it's not uh, a Talking Heads song that's played very often, to my knowledge. Uh, Kings of Leon. What else is coming up music-wise, Joe Cornish? Oh, we got some Jay-Z. Oh, uh, we got some Batful Lashes. we got yeah. the Breeders. we got oh. the sham the Baby Shambles. Oh. we got some Beck. Battles. We've got some Aretha Franklin. Hey, Ray. Some Bobby Womack. Oh, oh we goodness. got some brilliant stuff coming up. Plus, of course, we've got this week's Song Wars, plus the uh, results of last week's Song Wars, plus Test the Nation, yeah. plus all sorts of chit-chat. What? Test it? Test the Nation, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Phil is coming in, Phil Schofield is coming <laughs> in, and Anne Robinson's coming in, and we're going to test the nation's IQ with a series of boring questions. But before all that, here's some more music, because that's mainly what it's all about. Here on Six Music, right? Here's Lush. So, uh, do you see those two boxer men on telly that are having a fight tonight, Adam? Oh, yeah, yeah, the boxer men. The really skin skinny one. Uh-huh. Uh, and the other one. Yeah, I've heard about the Boxer Man, only because um, a friend of mine is excited about it. Really? Who's yeah. that? Uh, Danny Richards. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he likes sport. He, li he loves sport. Well, listeners, you've probably seen it. There's footage this morning of them weighing up in Vegas. 30,000 British people have taken cheap flights yeah. right over me and Adam's ha houses. Is that a good sentence? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and it's been very noisy. They've all, all, all the British hooligans, mm -hmm. boxing hooligans, they're mm -hmm. probably very well behaved, have gone to Vegas and the two men are going to box each other up <laughs> later. And this morning they were facing off. Yeah. And this involves uh, pressing their bodies together very closely very closely you uh, squaring off it is as well is it, it called so, squaring off well it's but they thing. were pressing their bodies together so closely Ooh. i'm sure their winkies touched do you reckon i, re I i'm 100 percent positive and then their noses touched mm. and then their lips touched no they did you yeah. should see the footage their <laughs> lips touched and it's such a shame they didn't just go for it have a little snog you know because they look like they look so heterosexual yeah that they would probably murder 
you know uh-huh. i can't complete that sentence but you know what i mean yeah they would they would probably kick a television in if alan carr came on oh do you yes, know what i mean I i'm know. guessing yeah that's probably not true but from their you know it would the image they project too much i wish they just had a kiss yeah a snog or one because it's them... interracial as well it's a black man and a white man which That's is lovely beautiful. but that would have brought you know races together yeah uh it Ra- just would have been brilliant i thought you said racists together no <laughs> that would have been <laughs> that nice. would have been the opposite yeah if it had brought all the racists together uh yeah and if one of the guys had just maybe reached round and cupped cupped, cupped the other cupped one the other i one must say there's not they ha- neither of them have got a lot in the buttock department no they wouldn't they're very flat buttocks they work it all off um but by the time a lot of people listen to this people who listen on listen again mm. they'll, they'll know who's won the big fight who's your money on uh hatton or what's the other one called Ricky Don- Hatton? Donkey. No, I think he's called Donald. Donald. Yeah, almost, I'm guessing. Got it right. He's not called Donald. Uh, Danny had all the names of the guys. He was like, you know, uh, Mick the Hat Hatton and yeah. Donny Donkey Face Donald. He's called Ricky. Ricky Hatton, I Ricky think. Ricky Hatton. Yeah. Anyway, exciting stuff. <laughs> Joe found all this out for <laughs> Zoo Magazine. <laughs> I didn't. I was watching the telly. But it's exciting stuff uh, for boxing fans and also... Um, man, man fans. For man fans. Yeah. Fans of men standing really close together <laughs> <laughs> now uh here's a track i teased this earlier on uh, in the show about five minutes ago do you remember in the good old days uh this is a talking heads track from i think what everyone agrees is their sort of high point which was the album remain in light an album of course which uh influenced um radiohead a, a great deal we heard paranoid android at the beginning of the show there and this is uh, this is a long it's a slightly indulgently long track it's not for, as long as your leg i know i know but i'm just putting it in context people love a bit of context you're right, absolutely right sorry um you know this is a indulgently long track to play for a free mm. play but i think mm. it's worth it you know it's a smash mm. the great curve by talking heads this is uh, yeah it's good talking heads with the great curve if you haven't got that album remain in light then uh you should you should go and uh, get it because it's good it's really good this is adam and joe here on song uh, i was gonna say <coughs> song wars we're on six music this is song wars it's time for song wars the war of the songs a couple of tunes by a couple of prongs which will you vote for which one is the best we're putting our songs to the listener test so check it out uh here's an email that's come in from daniel pate or daniel pate i'm not entirely sure it says adam and joe I'd like to vote for Adam's track, mainly because of the girls with big knockers stroke ex-glam rockers line. Excellent stuff. Also, you should stop being quite so gentlemanly about the whole affair. <laughs> All of this quotes, oh, you should have won that. Mine was bad. No, mine was bad. You deserved it. Stuff is all well and good, but we want to hear some genuine competitive tension and anger between you guys. It no. could add drama and excitement to the show. And also, if the arguments got bad enough, could leave listeners speculating whether you will still be working together the next week <laughs> and keep them tuning into the show. Listen, who was that? Daniel Pate? Dan. Dan Pate. <coughs> Dan Pate. Uh, listen, Dan, um, I don't know if you used to listen to our old XFM show, but there used to be a certain amount of tension when we started there, and there, there is occasionally tension between us, which spills over into the program, but we're trying to keep it at bay, and Song Wars is fraught enough with competitive stress as it is, so we are really struggling to be gentlemanly about it, because yeah, let you me tell you... you can tell that underneath that false bonhomie, <laughs> yeah. there's a simmering, bubbling cauldron of 
we hate. spend we spend a ludicrous amount of time working on these pathetic songs each week so we do get genuinely annoyed about it and i'm i believe that joe cornish is unfairly won uh how many have i won now about four you've won four i've won is it one four, t- four two no one i've won it's five one, one. Five one is five it? Five one to Cornish. Oh, for goodness sake! I mean that genuinely, Dan, makes me furious and makes me think that you uh, thought I, you you would think I would become arrogant, <laughs> but isn't it incredible how um, humble I remain? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like I said the other day to Joe, um, something about oh well, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, it's obviously very few people vote, and uh, and Joe said that's just because you haven't won, <laughs> and <laughs> he really true. meant it. Okay, so there we go. Is that good enough for you, Daniel? Um, here's the results. So let's of... just remind people that last week we wrote songs about uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Joe's was from the point of view of someone who didn't watch. Mine was from the point of view of quite a big fan of the program. Uh, Joe was less confident about his than I was, and he did quite a lot of explaining before he played his track, I seem to remember, which featured it's the... needs contextualising. Yeah, which featured the chant... What was it? I do not want you to got better things to do. Mine was a kind of fun boy three type song. Mine was a mine was from the point of view of uh, a guy who was chucked out first. I was voted out first. Do you remember? Uh, it was fun. Who can forget? But we can't play you clips because only the winner gets played. Only the winner gets played. So let's and hear here it. is the winner. If Joe wins this week, it's a disgrace. I've won. Oh my goodness! By seventy four percent. Seventy four percent. Seventy four to twenty six. Uh, you see, that just suggests to me that. Uh, it's not about the music at all. It's just a sort of personality vote. And, I don't know, they're no. voting for the tall one. It's all, oh, let's vote for the tall one. So this is tricky for you, isn't it? What's, th- is that 6-1? So you now have to win six, six in a row. Well, no, because... No, it, you have to win the next five. I'll tell you what's happening now. It's exactly like I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. People fixate on voting for just one person you know like that it was this time it was janice did all the trials and now they're just thinking oh it's funny that adam always loses let's vote for joe again that's what they're thinking because it's not about the music because frankly my song was a little bit better than yours last week do you think a little bit some people agreed there were some emails that agreed but there were far more that disagreed <laughs> Listen, uh, let's have some real music to, to, to clear the air. What are we going to do? Well, we are we going to play the winning song? We, we that, that's what your... I meant by real music. <laughs> let's have some real music to clear the air. This is my song about I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. To As Adam says, I've got to contextualise it because it's actually go. incomprehensible. <laughs> oh, no, I just did, didn't I? Yes. You know the chorus. Here it is. Good bit. 
help but sit and watch it But afterwards I feel like rubbish The camera crew are always there There's a six-hour hotel just up the stair They get 25 grand just to appear Allegedly Yeah, come on, yeah, come on I do not watch it, I'm not better than this this will cheer you up, Adam. This is from Tom Doggart. Mm. Uh, it's an email. Dear Adam and Joe, my vote for Song Wars this week goes to Adam, simply for the verse of lyrical brilliance that is. Excuse me, small belch. It ended too fast the first time round. Now I want another nibble on the cherry. And when people see the real me, they're going to like me very. <laughs> You're reading it as if uh, it's not brilliant. <laughs> he says, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an Ivan Novello in the post for you. Thank you. Well, I deserve one. <laughs> Honestly, it's not that yours was bad or anything. It's just that I think people are going for the cheap laughs in, in some of your material and overlooking the more uh, lyrical and emotional aspects of my work. It's like that thing, you know that magic trick that Darren Brown does where you hold a coin in one yeah. fist? Yes. And you can... You can guess if you guess the first one yeah people usually follow a pattern right of which one they'll then guess yeah and darren does it brilliantly he can do it like for 10 or 11 or yes. probably a million different guesses it's a bit like that isn't it a little bit can you predict kind of whether although that implies that there's nothing in it but it might just be that i'm the inferior songwriter that's where i was trying to get us yeah to. yeah well anyway done. we Link got finished we've got this week's song wars coming up uh, uh later on in the program but let's leave that alone for the time being and before the news let's have a little bit of kings of leon why not this is adam and joe on bbc six music it's time for the news read by harvey cook <laughs> sorry i was just amusing myself there <laughs> why <laughs> doing what healthy thought um i was just thinking like the dandy warhols right i was thinking of other names for bands where you could slightly manglerize the name of an artist right because mm. obviously that's andy warhol with a d at the beginning mm. so i was thinking of the i'll say this very quickly and then we'll move on the vincent van cox um and then uh, what other artists could you have <laughs> i don't really know what you're thinking <laughs> well you know what i'm saying like the idea for the dandy warhols is andy warhol with a d oh i see what you mean yeah yeah so like uh band names that are built out of slightly um yeah but just other artists there must be lots of other artists almost like could... the beatles yes yeah, just yeah, built yeah. out of a word though pueblo picasso writes jude our producer are they a band no no pueblo yeah but you'd want something I don't know. You'd want something a little bit more. Not that Dandy Warhols is a filthy name. But anyway, I was just uh, slightly amusing myself at the end of that song there. I wish I'd never mentioned it now. It's turned into a, a, a terrible, terrible episode in my life. <laughs> this is Adam and Joe on BBC Six Music. Happy Saturday morning. Uh, it's time to talk about an exciting new DVD event. Oh, yeah. Uh, fans of sci-fi, of 80s sci-fi, are all in a tither this weekend because, uh, like Adam and I, they will have been out and bought the new Blade Runner DVD. People have been waiting for it for years and years and years. It's got a three-and-a-half-hour making-of documentary. Mm. It comes out in all sorts of different editions. There's a, there's a two-disc set. There's a five-disc set. There's a steel briefcase. I've got the briefcase. Did you really buy the briefcase? Yes, I did. Oh, are you going? when you go on holiday we're gonna pack your pants in it yes i carry it around with me everywhere now. have you really got the briefcase uh wait i'm talking about uh, no uh, uh, is it an actual briefcase yeah briefcase? it's an actual oh no i've steel got briefcase. i've got the metal box that yeah, opens there, from there's both a tin sides yeah that opens from both sides why does it open from both sides in case you in case you want to one side you uh, can open it one up, side's for humans and the other side's for replicants. replicants no one side you get the little um lenticular 
Is that what it's called? It's called a lenticular. You get a free Blade Runner lenticular. It's set in Perspex. You tilt it, and it looks like Deckard's point in the gun. Lenticular. <laughs> and it's uh, sat there in a little foamy cover thing, and then the mm-hmm. other side you get direct access to the DVDs. So oh, I see. Yeah. So one, one lid is for lenticular access. Yes. The other... Do you really think that's why? I think it must be. It means you can't, it can't be used for biscuits. Once you've eaten the DVDs, it can't mm. be used for, for storing biscuits, because you might open the wrong top side yeah and they might fall out it could have just been a mistake they could have just manufactured the wonky but it's a terrific thing uh and it, it you know because it's the first weekend after its release a lot of people will be digging through those extras this weekend mm. and if you haven't bought it and you're a fan of films then what are you thinking what are you thinking? gotta buy it if you're a fan of extras oh, oh my lord but i tell you what on those there's like there's a lot of stuff coming out at the moment before christmas that is mm. extras packed well this week's the, the, this week is an exciting week isn't it all yeah. the video games and dvds that they've been storing up mm. finally come into the shops like help the Beatles film is being re-released, re-released with lots of extras, but the extras are getting the thumbs down on the but internet. Can we stick help. to Blade Runner? Absolutely, yeah. But I was going to say the extras on Blade Runner are top-notch yeah. so far. Can I tell you my uh, hi- highlights? Yeah, because I've watched mo- most of them, and I would recommend that you do buy that tin mm. because it's got that amazing documentary, but it's also got uh, a special thing you'll find tucked away on, I think, disc four. And it's just called deleted scenes and outtakes. I was watching that, yeah. But what it actually is, 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 is 40 minutes. It's, it's kind of like another version of Blade Runner. Uh-huh. It's a whole narrative made out of dropped scenes. Right. And also made out of all the rejected voiceover that Harrison Ford did, because famously they tried to rescue the narrative by getting Harrison Ford to do lots of super on the nose, uh, expositionary internal monologue voiceover Mm -hmm. yeah does that make sense yeah exactly just because they felt that it was too confusing the whole thing and he just needed to really baldly say so he 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 was contractually obliged to do this they stuck him in a voiceover booth and he had to say stuff like i wasn't sure whether she was a replicant or a human i wasn't sure whether i was a replicant (laughs) or a human yeah but what is human who knows stuff like that stuff that doesn't need to be said out loud yeah uh, so there's loads of that voiceover on this amazing 40-minute kind of uh, weird, bad version of Blade Runner. Yeah, with with goofy scenes in there. There's one scene where he goes to visit, you know, the bloke at the beginning of the film who gets blasted by He's Leon. The, the, yeah, the Blade Runner who Harrison, who yeah. Deckard replaces, yeah. In the office. And you always assume, watching the uh, uh, film as it exists, that that guy just dies when mm. he gets blasted mm. by Leon. But in the in the in this off-cut version... Uh, he, he survives and he's in, he's in a, a sort of, uh, little stasis chamber in a hospital thing that looks very much like a, a set from Alien. Yeah, like the hypersleep pod. Yeah, and it's lit, uh, very similarly. So it's, it's weird to see Deckard wandering into this little scene from Alien almost. There's it's quite a good bit when, when, when that guy, uh, realizes that Deckard has slept with Rachel, he accuses her of making love, uh, he accuses him of making love to a fridge. Oh, yeah. Did you get that line? Haven't got there yet. Yeah, he says it in a slightly ruder way. But the other, so so that's brilliant. And the other thing to check out is they've got all the trims from every single take. So they've got the little bits from uh, before the director called action and after he called cut from every single take. And they've put a lot of it in the documentary. And it shows Harrison Ford getting really angry with uh, with, Sean Young, Young, who's very young and inexperienced. And the best little clip is when they're having their love scene and Sean Young is kissing Harrison Ford. And, you know, all men out there will sympathize uh, with a moment when you're feeling sexy, you think you're sexy, and then a woman laughs at you. Right. And it can be really awful. If a woman laughs when you think you're feeling seriously sexy at the wrong moment, at the wrong moment, and there's 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 a bit where they're acting, of course, but there's a bit where Harrison's looking very sexy, yeah. and uh, and uh, 
she's uh laughing at him yeah she just breaks out of her part and laughs at him he looks so angry he looks furious he turns around furious. Again. i think he's furious partly because he just wants to get the take done you know yeah but also he's he's in the moment she's yanked him out and they've got some great little moments as well um when th they play you the sort of outtakes from his voiceover sessions as well from the various mm. different voiceover sessions and he he reads the line and then you hear him at the end of the line saying this is weird this is rubbish what is this we're not going to use this are we this is so strange and uh and then the, the the guy supervising the voiceover sessions sort of gets a bit shirty with him says did you say did i hear you saying that you weren't gonna do this and he says no sir no it's okay carry on it's fantastic and we highly recommend it but we should say there are other dvd box sets available in the shops he's good though isn't he riddles he's, he, the king. he's a master anyway listen person. music time here's ian brown with sister rose oh it just suddenly popped out there what did Ian, he just suddenly popped out for a little, uh, for some milk or something and uh, left the song just hanging there. Sister Rose, that was, folks. Are you, you're really upset about that, aren't you, Jim? I'm, yeah. Oh, Deeply. Crying. Listen, you can text us on 64046 or email us music at bbc.co.uk at any point during the show. Thanks for, uh, text, incidentally, about, uh, artists whose names could be manglerized to make the names of pop bands. We've had Damien Hurst. Quite good. Quite like good. Never mind the Jackson Pollocks quite good that's quite good isn't it that's an obvious one but brilliant what but was hey um, said, Jude? We, we're not going to read it out on air it's, it's too, filthy. Too, too filthy too dirty but listen it's time to focus your attentions on a different uh text-based exercise yes. because it's time for text the nation text 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 the nation what if i don't want to text the nation but i'm using email is that a problem it doesn't matter text it's the nation's favourite feature, Text the Nation, where we ask you to text us. And this week, the subject of the texting is sort of carried over from something we were talking about last week, which was things that make life worth living. Last week, we played a clip from the film Manhattan, where Woody Allen is making his personal list of the things that make life worth living. And... Um, we are what are you looking at me like that for nothing <laughs> why are you doing a wonky look i'm not you did you can't just do a wonky look and then just like did i, I say i'll tell you during the next song did i say the uh, like a part of the no, female no, 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 anatomy no, no. i'll tell or you during the next song <laughs> people are going to be thinking what is it and then maybe i'll be able to explain once he's uh told you me folks look you see i'm completely confused now you speak so the subject of uh, text the nation this week is little things in life that make you happy it, it's a text the nation designed to make everybody feel all warm and fuzzy and happy but listen um, I, it's not just things that make you happy that's what it says on the website oh, i notice yeah it's not just things that make what you happy it? it's things that make life worth living that uh, that is is that different it's slightly different explain the difference well things that make you happy are, being tickled you know what i mean yeah i don't know or, or you know it's slightly it feels okay like they need to be satisfying not just they don't they don't just cheer you up but they're kind of weirdly satisfying in a kind of cosmic way you mean yeah they kind of scratch a weird metaphysical itch that other things don't there's something of the existential happy about to be alive them. exactly glad to be alive okay fair enough yeah yeah <laughs> cheapers okay here we go um with some that have come in during the week yeah go on then okay this is from peter green he says little things in life that make me happy he's got it wrong uh, number one going to the cinema to watch a film and finding you have the cinema all to yourself that's a perfect one that's a very good one you can stretch your legs out over the seat in front you can eat smelly food also feel a bit sad about the demise without of the fear of reprisals <laughs> number two the feeling of putting your clothes on after you've been swimming that's a brilliant one hmm. uh getting dressed again you and you have you have a weird sort of raw feeling on your body 
and I don't I know like if it. I agree with that one. I agree with that one. I remember it from childhood, going swimming at school, and how wonderful it would be to leave the the, the pool again, smelling of uh, chlorine. Chlorine. You got a shower. You have a shower. Even if you shower, though, the chlorine's industrial strength usually. I like it. It's like getting wrapped up in a day. kind of duvet. <sighs> Uh, number three, letting out a huge burp after suffering from an extended period of car, motion, or alcohol-induced sickness. That's true. That's a good one. Nice bit of relief. So just the release of internal wind. Everyone likes that. Uh, from the mouth area. Nobody likes it from the bottom area. It's nice if you're on your own, though. Going for a wee and not... Oh, no, I can't read that one. <laughs> Five, knowing that Michael Winner likes to eat his pudding before he has his main course. Is that true? I don't think we agree with that one. That's just ludicrous. I'll tell you one that I thought of was, um, well, clean sheets. That's an obvious one, isn't it? Yeah, I, that was on my list. Fresh, right. Freshly changed. Fresh, oh, yeah. Freshly changed treats. Yeah, that's a smash. And uh, planes landing when your plane lands, that's a good feeling, isn't it? Everyone's happy then. Yeah. To the extent that some people start clapping, which is yeah. unnecessary. But. Hey, Peter Green's fact number 10 is remembering the look on the guy's faces when I told them I was leaving Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I think that's because I mentioned the fact that maybe he was from Fleetwood Mac okay. last week. Because <laughs> he's a regular texter, Peter. But listen, if you've got lists of of those little metaphysical things, uh, you know, those cosmic itches <laughs> that certain things in life scratch, then uh, email us at adamandjoe.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk or text on 64046. They needn't be lists. They can just be one-off thoughts kind of thing. Now, I'm going to find out what the whole funny look was about. And while I do that, this is one of your tracks, Joe. Yes, it is. This is uh, another tribute to Riddles, Sir Ridley Scott. He's got a film in the cinemas. I haven't seen it yet, but my dad saw it and said he, he loved it. My dad loved it. American, Amer American Gangster. Gangster. Right. My dad thought it was brilliant. He thought it was much better than The Departed. I didn't really like The Departed. Two thumbs up from Mr. Cornish. Yeah, so I'm excited now about going to see American Gangster. And this is from that, but it's an old one. This is Bobby Womack with Across a 110th Street. There we go, Bobby Womack with Across a 110th Street. This is Adam and Joe on BBC Six Music. And that's a song uh, that is kind of uh, de rigueur for every 70s uh, movie set in America. Well, I remember it particularly from Jackie Brown. I, yeah. I don't think I'd heard it used in a film before Jackie Brown, though. Maybe you're right. Well, it was used in the film Across 110th Street, of course. It's the title track. Yeah. So that film. But, uh, of course, Tarantino's so canny, isn't he? He wouldn't yeah. uh, just use any old track out there. No, absolutely. He wouldn't use uh, White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane, for example, which has been used in every single film, especially in a film with drug sequences. And do you remember that film Stoned, the Stephen Woolley mm. film about Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones? I couldn't believe that he did a whole drug montage with White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. What's he thinking about? What are you doing, Woolly? Hey, folks, incidentally, I found out what they were giggling about before. And it was just because when I started speaking, uh, I was adjusting my packet right through my jeans. And so they started giggling about it. And then Joe didn't feel it was appropriate to mention. But it totally threw me off just because of a little packet jiggling. Anyway, uh, that's what it was all about. Here's a session recorded for Gideon Co. on the 3rd of May 2006. Uh, in the hub, right here, right next door, uh, this is Primal Scream with Dolls. There you go, that's E-Pro by Beck. Hey, this is Adam and Joe here on a Saturday morning. Nearly Christmas, it's nearly Christmas. It's, qu it's quite a revolting day outside uh, here in London. Hope it's nicer for you it's where gonna you are. It's going to be a, a dodgy weekend, apparently. There's a big storm uh, that's going to rip across Britain tomorrow. Oh, not another one. Yeah. Is it the perfect storm with George Clooney? Hopefully. Oh. Because then it'll be honky. Because then it'll be so honky. Um, are we going to do... What, what were you finding about the Genome Project there? Um, well, this week I happened to see something on BBC television called the Richard Dimbleby Lecture. I don't know whether any listeners stumbled upon it. 
but it's the sort of thing you don't get on telly anymore. Uh, has it got a fight? No, it's uh, got, it hasn't got fights. Can you vote people out? No, that's why it's surprising to find it on telly. Uh, and uh, I don't know if anybody saw it, but it was a sort of a big BBC event. Is there dancing? Uh, no. Uh. It was sponsored, uh, sponsored, it, it was kind of, it's the Richard Dimbleby lecture, so it's an important, you know, he's a big guy in terms of the values of the BBC, mm. and every year, obviously, they have this important lecture where they ship a brilliant person in, and all the BBC bigwigs have to turn up and listen to it, mm -hmm. and it gets broadcast. It's obviously something that they've been trapped into doing, uh, because of some sort of remit or something right you know i'm sure they don't want it on Rethian yeah values. But exactly but it's on at like 11 on a tuesday and they had this guy called dr j craig venter who was instrumental in mapping the human genome and he was giving a big speech about the future about genetics and he was the most untelevisually friendly guy i've ever seen he couldn't speak <laughs> and he was using about four auto cues and he was having trouble getting from one auto cue to the next. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what I mean? He was trying to make his eye line look realistic, yeah. as if he was had learnt this stuff. But in doing so, he was switching from an auto cue on the right of the auditorium to an auto cue on the left of the auditorium. But he was doing that mid word. Right. That is why the human G gnome is such an important that kind of thing. Yeah. And then so that was quite. Uh, interesting, because you don't get a lot of that on telly, and it immediately makes it quite compelling. Someone well, who's just really incapable. Gross incompetence. Yeah. Oh, but, but yeah, brilliant. Yeah, he was yeah. brilliant. This is one of the most brilliant men in the world, mm. uh, being clumsy and, 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 and untelevisual. And then watching this, it kept cutting away to the audience, because obviously just a locked-off shot of this guy's... He looked a bit like James Cameron, mm -hmm. to paint the picture. Uh, that this locked-off shot of this guy talking wasn't that interesting, so they kept cutting away to the audience. In the audience was everyone who mattered in the BBC, and it was like watching uh, a school assembly. Dick and Dom? Because depending on their different... Dick and Dom hadn't been invited. <laughs> right. But depending on their status within the BBC, there was a different level of interest. Mark Thompson, the king of the big British castle, the head of the BBC, was there. Mm -hmm. He was quite literally leaning forward in his seat... Leaning as close to this guy as he could, resting his chin on his uh, fist with a look of rapt, like, I'm really absorbing all of this. Mm. Uh, the BBC are going to go genetic. Uh, we're somehow going to uh, put the BBC into people's genomes. G-Zone. Yeah, G-Zone. The BBC G. It's a new genetic channel where we'll actually clone <laughs> listeners. He, uh, and then I think um, That's a good idea. I think David Bellamy was there looking. It's a bit like the Hello Woman who reviews yeah. the films by leaning forward or back in her seat. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of BBC staffers who appeared to be asleep on each other's shoulders. Was Graham Norton there? Uh, Norton wasn't there. I don't know why he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then tony robinson was there doing his best uh time team you know Blackadder. yes yes he was doing his best to look interested but seemed to be sort of nodding off <laughs> uh, and then there were one or two people who uh were looking bored but when the camera came onto them and they were aware that the camera was onto them they started they taking notes yeah <laughs> <laughs> they suddenly started to look quite interested <laughs> all that said and done though what this guy was saying was was quite optimistic for the future of the world oh that's good do you want me to go into it i like a little bit can you can you give me a tiny slice a tiny of easily digestible optimism disruptive technology if we're cynical that politicians aren't going to save the world from global warming mm -hmm. and stuff he's saying that someone will invent something that will just change the world. Well, this is what we And that's have. the idea of disruptive technology. Exactly, because if human beings are good for anything, they're good at adapting, right? Yeah, so, uh, so someone will invent a new type of fuel that will be so powerful that people will just have to use it. You crazy fuel! Yeah. Uh, okay, now, folks, after this track, we are going to launch Song Wars for this week. Wow, we've got some amazing stuff to play you. But first, here are the baby shambles. <laughs> 
Kate Moss there with uh, You Talk. That uh, was Baby Channels. I'm joking, but Kate Moss uh, helped write it, apparently, we're told. Uh, hey, this is Adam and Joe here on BBC Six Music, and it's time to launch this week's... Oh, oh you see, I mean, I built them right it's up there. because it's not... Now it's time. It's time for Song Wars. The War of the Songs. A couple of tunes by a couple of proms. Which will you vote for? Which one is the best? We're putting our songs to the listener test. So check it out. It started out as a bit of light-hearted fun, <laughs> and after six weeks, it's turned into something horrible. Yeah. <laughs> is that what somebody texted in? Resentment. Yeah. A simmering, bubbling. No, it's good, man. Hate. This this is our fortune we're making here, right? We're gonna, folks. We've composed a, an original song every week for the last six weeks, and one day we're gonna release all these, and we're gonna make we five pounds we gotta make oh uh, we gotta join prs we're in prs are we don't you are get we? checks yeah i get i get checks for 15p from our football song every really every year God, yeah you're, you're getting all the money you gotta split it <laughs> <laughs> i want my six and a half p <laughs> right. so listen the theme of this week's song wars was suggested by nathan in south london um and he sent this email on the 26th of november <laughs> 2007 Good old at days. two minutes past four in the afternoon oh, for this week's theme what do you say to a film soundtrack i was thinking specifically fictional sequels but admittedly that's mainly because i'd like to hear your take on team wolf 3 <laughs> but anything along that line franchises that wouldn't really stand up to being resurrected you know we haven't really done what he suggested no we, we we've gone basically for exit music for a film like a closing film theme mm. that never was you know what i mean for films the classic example being uh, men in black of course here come the men in black yeah will smith is the king but of the, the classic exit example music. what 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 was the first uh song written specifically for the closing credits of a film that then became a hit there's a there's a question for listeners i feel as if it was back to the future or something <clears throat> like that you Wasn't, know? was ghostbusters pre back to the future it was pretty bad. Yeah. So, future. so, so, anything earlier than Ghostbusters? If you if you can figure that one out, text six four zero four six. Uh, we try that. Be an interesting factoid. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. That would be an interesting factoid. So basically, we have had to uh, come up with uh, uh, songs for films that probably shouldn't, should never have had them, uh, and uh, quite rightly didn't. And sort of inappropriate films, you know, inappropriate yeah. music for films. People immediately suggested things like Schindler's List, that kind of thing, because Schindler's List is the film that jumps to mind. That is the most serious film of all time, isn't it? Like if you want, if you want an example of a film that is not to be laughed at or taken lightly, people immediately think of uh, schindler's list as a film that's sure. low on laughs um another good example would be what was the one with jodie foster the horrific rape one uh the accused the accused yeah. uh, so we got all these kind of suggestions through but we we haven't gone quite the accused that. is a good example of uh you know a tricky clue to give someone this christmas over a game of charade <laughs> yeah that would be fun with your nana uh acting out the accused um but we haven't gone that direction you'll be glad to hear um who wants to start i think i started last week i want to go second this okay time. <laughs> okay you're getting into the whole psychology of yeah. it yeah all right well this is uh, my one and, and listeners we'd very much like you to vote for your favorite ones you text 64046 or email six music at bbc co.uk and vote for either my one or adam's uh here's my one this is for the film the shining ah and this was suggested by gp uh aka giles pocklington who emailed us uh so you have to and this is a kind of a kind of a, a joe cocker and jennifer warns right. style you know they did the theme yeah. tune for uh for officer and a gentleman 
um th- so it's that kind of thing it's kind of rousing i had a bit of a cold during the week mm. so i've had to go throaty on it i went throaty as well Did you? i had the same mm. sort of thing yeah uh so picture this you're in the cinema uh are you are you ready jude mm-hmm. you're standing by you're in the cinema what's the last scene of the shining he's he's it is he's, he's all frozen, frozen in the yeah, in, in the, the maze, maze. In the and maze. then it just cuts to black doesn't it i think so yeah it's amazing it's good and uh so imagine that uh jack frost is all frosty and you've just been through you know two hours of traumatizing spooky hotel ghost hell the credits start to roll and this kicks in the shining the shining Everybody's got the shining. You're shining. I'm shining. Everybody's got the shining. In the Overlook Hotel, he went to write a book but ended up going to hell. His wife, Wendy, tried to calm him down. But for her trouble, nearly got an axe in her crown. Their son, Danny, had a special gift. Just giving him a fright, yeah. The shining, the shining. Everybody's got the shining. You're shining, I'm shining. Everybody's got the shining. Look out now, Jack's out to destroy. Cause all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Jack thought he was in sexy lady. But now he's snogging a crone in room 237 Here comes Halloran to save the day But Jack chops him in two after he came all that way Danny gets a note from his invisible charm It says red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum The shining, the shining Everybody's got the shining Video DVD Oh, they've watched it on the TV That last verse there, that's nice and throaty there. Doesn't make much sense, though, uh, referring to the fact that everyone's got it on DVD. You stepped out of the thing there a little bit. I did, I went meta, but that's for the restored edition of The Shining. It's for the re-release. Right. Yeah. For a new audience. Yeah. You're That's wrong. interesting. I really tried not to go meta on mine because the temptation was to mention mm. the name of the actors and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But I tried to stay within the thing as if it would have been released. And I went for, I was thinking about, here's some films I was thinking about doing a song for. Uh, Jindabyne. <laughs> right, I haven't seen that one. No one has. Um, <laughs> That's so, quite a sort of fraught emotional drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the direction I was heading. And I thought, uh, and because no one has really seen Jindabyne, um, I, I stayed away from that one. And I went for another film that I hadn't seen and that maybe a lot nice of choice. listeners might not have seen. <laughs> but I decided, but I watched it, right? So I started writing the song before oh. I'd seen it and then I watched it. The Hours with uh, Meryl okay. Streep. This is the Virginia Woolf film. The Virginia Woolf film. Directed by Billy Elliot, man. Exactly. Stephen Daltrey. Yeah, with Nicole Kidman with a, with a plastic nose. She won an Oscar. I tried to watch it. I switched it off after she... The, f- the very first scene is her walking into a river and drowning. Exactly, because that's what Virginia Woolf did. Uh, you know what? I enjoyed the film. Did you? Yeah. It had kind of an emotional impact on me. Really? Yes. <laughs> and then I went and 
know what I did? What? I went and I bought Mrs. Dalloway the book. Really? Because I'd never read it before. Mm. And I'm enjoying it. Mm, so I kind good. of, during the week, turned into a sort of lady, man. Uh, <laughs> and this... Uh, film i hope you've seen it. it'll mean a lot more to you if you've seen it but i hope it'll have some resonance even if you haven't this is a kind of driving um uh, power ballad no it's not a power ballad it's 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 more of a kind of house uh euro house type <laughs> techno <laughs> very thing different for for the hours check it out right dearest i feel certain that i'm going mad again i begin to hear voices seems to be the best thing to do. My life has been stolen from me. You tried to kill yourself twice! I'm dying in this town! Virginia Woolf is writing Mrs. Dalloway. It is about a woman's day making party plans. A housewife in the fifties is reading Mrs. Dalloway. A woman in the noughties is making party plans. Three women with unwelcome obligations to the men in the lives that they feel they never chose. All of them depressed and wishing they could just escape like Virginia Woolf with her wonky plastic nose. I choose not suffocating anesthetic of the suburbs but the violent jolt of the capital that is my choice this is my right it was done for you it was done for your betterment it was done out of love it was a tragedy that virginia will felt she had to drown herself just because she was depressed and she was bisexual in those days both those subjects were not well understood Nowadays there's lithium and lots of bendy friends, yes! How will you fill up the hours of your lady life? Will you serve pathetic men? Will you be a wife? I choose life. Will you just read Grazia and bake your stupid cakes? Does that really make you happy? I think you deserve a lovely party! Wow. Yeah. That's got so many things. It's samples. I know. I went with samples. Harmonies. Nice harmonies going on there. Thanks a lot. A German rap yeah. <laughs> is always good for a house tune to have a, like a serious German Who was the German rap? rap? It was it Snap who had the German rapper? Yes. Uh, I'm serious. It's cancer. That's that one. Right. Yeah. Because rhythm is a dancer. Yeah. That one. It was reminding me of that. That was extraordinary. I've never seen the hours, but I've read quite a bit of Virginia Woolf and that made me reconsider a lot of things. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. It's worth wow. seeing the hours, you know? I was really dreading it. But, uh... I don't need to see it now that I've heard that song. So please, listeners, vote, uh, 64046, uh, Adam or Joe. Or if you're listening to this on Listen Again, you can vote via email adamandjoe.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk. Now, here is a, a piece of great exit music by the legendary David Bowie. This film, uh, this was for the film Falcon and the Snowman. Mm. And it's sort of on, just on the verge of being ludicrous, this song, for, for, for the film The Falcon and the Snowman, don't you think? Uh, yeah, but it's a terrific film, and the soundtrack is by Pat Metheny. Yeah. And this is, I think, Bowie and Pat Metheny. That's right, yeah. It's directed by John Schlesinger with Sean Penn, Tim 
timothy hutton it's a brilliant film and the route he goes down is to take a line from the film uh where where timothy hutton is complaining hey this wouldn't happen in america and the guard says this is not america um and bowie takes uh takes that line this is brilliant though this is like bowie at his kind of pompous best yeah 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 check it out Good stuff, man. Almost as good as uh, the music that Bowie did for Labyrinth. Got to, got to get me out of here. Uh, underground. That's a smash, that one. Dance, baby, dance. Turn. That's when he's juggling the babies. <laughs> yeah. This is Adam and Joe on BBC Six Music. Uh, we're coming up to midway through our exciting Saturday morning show. We're here with you till noon. All sorts of stuff going on. We're asking you to vote for Song Wars. We're asking you to uh, send us your lists of things that make life worth living. What else are we asking them well, to do? Well, later on, we're going to ask them uh, to start sending in stuff to help us do our Christmas pre-records. Mm. But we'll tell you about that a bit later. You know, just to facilitate a little holiday time for myself, Joe, and our respective families and loved ones, we're going to uh, pre-record a couple of the shows that we're doing around Christmas time. We want to be transparent about that. We wouldn't like to lie to you. There's no. serious penalties for lying here at the Big British Castle. Uh, immediate electrocution of all bodily parts, uh, that kind of thing. So, you know, uh, full transparency is what we're advocating. I'm just rambling. Did you notice that? That's good. I like it. Um, now, here's a track that we were going to play last week, I selected for you and the computer sort of uh, did a giant poo on the track and refused to play it so i hope that's not going to happen this week it's a lovely song from the atlantic uh, vaults is it from the atlantic yes it is yes it, it's uh, laverne baker with saved there you go that's laverne baker with a little uh, ironical semi-religious uh, fun about forswearing vices good for the time of year of course but now it's time for the news read by harvey cook Text, 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 text the nation. What if I don't want to? Text the nation. But I'm using email. Is that a problem? It doesn't matter. Text. This is Adam and Joe on BBC Six Music. Uh, it's time for Text the Nation, the nation's favourite feature. This is where the government provide us with a kind of a survey question that they need answered uh, because it's uh, there's some new policy hinged around it. And we ask you and you tell us. Then we deliver the results to Gordon Brown. And uh, puts sorry. them in the bin and ignores them. Yeah, right, yeah. Gordon <laughs> Thanks Brown. a lot, government. Yeah. Represent the people. I don't think so. Democracy <laughs> will happen to that. Right. Fortress Britain. What? I don't know. <laughs> Those aren't anyone's opinions, really. Um, here's a good one. We've we got to kind of whittle this down, because the subject is... It, it's not just things that make you happy in a kind of loose and broad way. It's kind of uh, things that are weirdly satisfying but, you know, cost nothing uh, and just sort of happen suddenly. Is, is that right? You know, sort of, it's hard to pin down. It but, is hard to But pin here's down. one that illustrates it brilliantly. This has come in from, hey, guess who it's coming from? Gordon Brown. Daniel Pate. Daniel Pate. Dan Pate Pe again. Sorry, making that awful joke about your name, Daniel, over <laughs> and over again. He says, hi, Adam and Joe. It makes me happy when the Windows startup chime happens to be in the same key as the song I'm listening to. Yeah, that is nice. Now, that opens a whole can of lovely worms. Uh, about just serendipitous musical or rhythmical things like i love it when i'm in the car and listening to music and the tick of the indicator mm. fits with the rhythm of the record it can also happen with the windscreen wipers they often sort of fall in and out of rhythm that's right but for those several bars where they're in perfect synchronicity with the music oh that's exactly what we're talking about it's good and sometimes when you're listening to a track on your headphones you're outside 
and uh, sirens or something will mm, they're invade, in tune. and they're in tune, or they're a, they sound like a good sample. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a good siren. I would, uh, yeah, good siren. Here's one from Dave Clough. Uh, he says he's written a whole list, but the one that stands out for me here is the last five minutes of work before a long holiday. Mm. Uh, even when you were at school and it was sort of five minutes before the end of a lesson. Yeah. Uh, before bell. There'd be a sort of unspoken atmosphere, a kind of mutual consciousness that mm, didn't really matter this no. five minutes. And it's even Why possible bother? to do quite good work in that time as well. Do you know what I mean? Because you're sort of liberated from any feeling of kind of uh, obligation. Yeah, because there's, there's very much light near uh, the end of the tunnel. But yeah, you're right. If it's sort of 10 minutes, if you've got to, you know, get to a particular time, a set time on a clock when you'll suddenly be freed mm. from work or school or something, uh, it can be, the, yeah, the, the, the minutes leading up to that can be really nice. Yeah. Extra nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> say yeah more yeah uh here's another good one from andrew cox uh he says finding clothes in your wardrobe that you really like but you'd forgotten existed yeah, that's a good one i tell you the other version of that is if you're uh, living with someone sometimes your partner just nicks your clothes and they s sort of secrete them in their cupboard and they forget that they were there so it's like an extra level of lost clothosity and sometimes uh, for whatever reason you f you find them and you think oh man i thought they were way gone and then yeah you find that your girlfriend's been using your favorite baggy t-shirt for the last 15 years or whatever for, <laughs> for going to the gym <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> that's good that was a very kind of every man situation my Thanks girlfriend's using my baggy t-shirt and going to the gym <laughs> <laughs> something out of a deodorant advert i was trying to make myself look heterosexual well done <laughs> uh olivia chan says uh she sends us a list as well and one of her good ones is getting the hang of a foreign transport system and almost feeling like a local mm -hmm. i really like that as well if you could, if you're on holiday in a foreign country and you find yourself behaving as if you live there you know nobody's pointing at you or noticing you yeah right. you're, you're putting the tickets in the in the subway gates in the right way yeah that can feel pretty cool that is good like the the, the time you return to a city like paris or something and you think yeah i know exactly where i'm going uh-huh not a problem for me hello bonjour paris it's me again hello your friend i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh, here's one from karen brukila yeah what do you reckon the translation is on that uh Karen, <laughs> that's how you pronounce it she says uh one of the things that makes her feel very satisfied is her cat snoring brackets it's more of a sort of a squeak now my cat does that as well yeah and it's very uh moving it's sort of <laughs> <laughs> it's such a the cat doesn't know it's making the noise it's it's not uh like a, a proud or you know cats are usually quite um uh mannered and and you know considered about everything they do yeah not when they snore it's a stupid noise it makes the cat sound like some sort of squeaky toy from hamley's <laughs> which is exactly what you want from a from a hoity-toity cat quite right oh that's nice let's have some more of these in a second but first here is uh we didn't choose this did we this is just uh i'm not, not i'm not like i'm not like dissing the track it's the wonderful jay-z with rock boys brackets and the winner is there we go jay-z with rock boys and the winner is that's also from uh, the film american gangster is it yeah we're kind of overloaded is, um, on american gangster is, stuff uh, um is that a new song uh it's a new song yeah it's it's jay-z's comeback album 
his previous album was kind of, I think it was called The Blueprint, it was kind of slightly critically dismissed, mm. uh, but this one's supposed to be better, mm. Mm. and it is better. I'd like to know what that sample is. It sounds like some kind of uh, marching band, or a kind of mariachi band or something. Is uh, it a sample, I wonder? I do not know. It does sound too good to be invented by Jay-Z. By Jay-Z, who is a very talented man. Of course he is. He's one of the richest men in the world, isn't is he? Is that true? Yeah. He is What's coining it. Nothing, I'm just saying. It's a little fact. Yeah. I mean, he's lucky. He's lucky. Well done. He's lucky. Well done, Jay-Z. Do you sometimes really, like, when do you most wish you just had a lot of money? You know, like, every now and again, you sort of think, it suddenly hits you like, oh, man, I wish I had, like, a million quid. Um... <laughs> you don't when, have to answer that. Well, yeah, I kind of live near to the flight path. Right. I'd like to move away from all the planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like sometimes when they they tell you what the rollover is on the lottery, and you say, and usually you don't you don't really focus on it, but every now and again you actually entertain the idea of winning that amount of money and just how I mean this is a very banal sentiment, but how much your life would change and everything. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to stop talking. Uh, do we have any more texts there for Text the Nation about things that make life worth living? We do, yes. We've got lots of uh, brilliant ones. One thing I was thinking was, uh, and this is another slightly banal one, but a glass of water. Sometimes a cold glass of water, when you really need it, is the best drink you could possibly have ever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And similarly, and I was very pleased to read an article about this the, the other day, a uh, cold beer after a bit of physical exertion hits the spot and scientifically there's a reason for it because something about beer uh, rehydrates you in a way that no other drink does obviously if you drink too much beer then the alcohol dehydrates you it's a diuretic but um a lovely cold beer after a long bit of jogging or cycling particularly you know uh is great hits the absolute spot that's why that scene in uh, ice cold in alice is so mm. good you know and they used it for a heineken ad didn't they for a long time here's a good one from ellie that's come in via text she says brushing your teeth when you're at a festival oh that's a good one brushing your teeth generally is a much underrated pick-me-up mm. uh don't just do it in the morning or the evening do it in the middle of the day do you brush your tongue uh sometimes yeah you i've stopped doing that now that i use an electric i've noticed yeah yeah it's my tongue very furry mm. i'm gonna rectify that during the week with some mm. scraping mm. Mm. yeah <laughs> let's have a bit more music this is adam and joe on bbc six music what is it now oh it's time for the blue tones yeah this is called thank you not today back for lashes with priscilla have you seen the video for that yeah it's great it's good isn't it dougal wilson he, yeah. uh, he did a bit of work on my BBC pilot, Duke Wilson. Nice. And he won an MTV award for that, I think. Best video. Yeah, it's a great video. Worth checking out on YouTube. Well worth checking out. Also, she's attractive. She's got it all locked down there. She's got new sounds as well. She's got a new sound. She's made something that sounds n a bit new. She's like different. Alexa Chung with music skills. Really? in my mind you know what i mean yeah alexa chung's attractive she's attractive but she hasn't got the music skills she hasn't she's she, she going out with uh i don't know i thought she was going out with the guy from the arctic monkeys i thought she? that was just a a, a a rumor and a lie i, I want her to go out with me man and because she doesn't i don't like her right and i find her pres presenting style on that program annoying she's a good presenter if she went out with me i'd like it <sighs> anyway well, all respect to alex turner though he's a lucky man but he's got the chops you see he can write a tune you, you say i can't write a tune 
Well, I don't know if Alexa Chung listens to Song Wars, but I'm pretty sure she wouldn't be impressed by either. <laughs> I think we should get her in here, and I'm going to play it really loudly so it vibrates her bits. Now, I was watching TV. <laughs> What's the matter with that? There's nothing rude about that. It's a little I mean, bit her rude. ears. It's nice, though. Carry on talking. Nice image. I was watching TV earlier this week. don't know if you've ever seen TV, Joe. It's like a magic box in the corner of a room it's uh, you can use it as a light um but as well as providing illumination it also has what they call pro programs on pogroms pogroms on it and one of the programs that i watched this week in the afternoon was called food poker now this is a real show it's not like an invented show it's real and many of our listeners might be familiar with it especially if they're unemployed or uh, uh, uh in prison but um food poker is a bbc show here's a little synopsis for you it's a bbc tea time television program i'm reading from uh, wikipedia here which fuses traditional culinary skills with poker the show involves two sh- uh, sh- uh, the show involves chefs being dealt two food cards and then they can use up to three ingredients from five or more shared ingredient cards the chefs then decide in secret what dish they will prepare and then choose either to pitch their idea or fold if they believe they can cook anything with the inva- with the available ingredients those who pitch their ideas must do so to the food poker panel oh. which consists of seven food experts the panel then votes using poker chips for the two dishes they wish to see prepared there are three rounds the savory cook-off the sweet cook-off and the final showcase cook-off and you watched this i watched it. how was it not very good it There's a surprise. Wasn't that good? And I just—it sounds like you'd waste a lot of food. Yeah. Do they waste food? Do they just throw the food away if they if they I don't know poker terminology, but if they d- decide not to play the hand, scrimmage, scratch, scruffle, scruffle. Do they just waste the food? I don't know. Not Surely not. The Big British what Council. This, on? this is be the Big British no. Council. Yes, 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 yes. License pay is money. License pay is money. And presumably, the profoundly cynical idea behind this show is just a fusion of two successful genres in the most bald possible way like why dress it up when you might shed a few poker or food fans you know what i mean so they're mixing ready steady crack yeah with poke late night poker late night poker uh because you know a lot of people like poker a lot of people like food shows let's do a program with both and we'll call it food poker is that the voice of the commission that's the guy who commissioned really yeah what's wrong with him he's a he's a monster (laughs) he's an actual monster yes from monsters Incorporated. yes it does nice frightening is scary (laughs) really it's very scary yeah wow and here's some of the programs he's commissioned dance surgery Dance surgery. Yes. How does that work? Um, some surgeons, they're doing operation and they're dancing and people vote for them. So they dance while they operate? Yes. I like it. How clean is your child? Because <laughs> people like programs about children and cleaning. So you have to clean some children. And then, they, then they'll watch it. That sounds quite good. Uh, Dragon's House of Tiny Gardeners. (laughs) Says a dragon who owns a house with tiny gardeners? No! Sorry. It's like Dragon's Den with gardening and some of them are small. (laughs) (laughs) So what, actual, like, pixies or just short? Some, Some of them are children, some of them are pixies. (laughs) And they garden and they have to vote for it. You should write the next Shrek film. 
I am. I've, re- voice it. I've finished it. <laughs> it's coming out next How week. How long did it take you? Ten minutes. <laughs> it's the best one yet. It's coming out next week. Here's some music. Text the nation. Text, text, text. Text the nation. What if I don't want to? Text the nation. But I'm using email. Is that a problem? It doesn't matter. Text. Time now to wrap up the nation's favourite feature before uh, the jingle there you heard the future heads with Decent Days and Nights. And uh, Joe Cornish, do you have any... Uh, I'm, in, I'm in shock. Are you? I've just read a, a text that's voting for your song in Song Wars. It says, Adam, exclamation mark, Joe's was rubbish this week. Oh. Anyway, The Shining ends with that weird black and white picture and the Moonlight with the Stars and You song, which was better. How very cruel. That is a little Who, bit cruel. Who so cowardly, didn't even put his or her name. Oh, man. How very cruel. How very cruel. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, incidentally, I'd just like to say, uh, Sebastian, could you make us a cup of tea, please? Sebastian. Because we got an uh, email from a nice chap called Sebastian. He's listening in Germany, was it? Or is he Dutch? I can't remember. He's an artist. and he Haven't listens... you got the mail there? Yeah, but it's under a thing. Here he's we go. An I found artist, it. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's Dutch. He's living in Berlin. Ah, there you go. And uh, isn't this this is exotic already? And he listens to the show while he's at work in his studio. What kind of art does he make? He's called Sebastian with two A's at the end. Sebastian Schleicher. Uh, Schleicher. Sorry, man. Sorry, I'm not pronouncing your name. That's properly. good. He sounds good. So listen, hi Sebastian. Hi, how you doing? Get some tea. Can you make us a little bit of tea? So, uh, text the nation. This week is all about things that sort of satisfy you in a kind of profound way, and that are for free in the world in life. Uh, we've had some very good ones already, but let's wrap it up with a with a final little review of some we've had in via text. Mm. Yeah, I love text. Uh, here's a pretty good one. Um, the sound of rain when you're in bed. That's true, and wind, strong wind as well, mm. as long as there's no threat of immediate uh, death or destruction. Uh, but there's all, there's something about wind that's so strong that you think the, the windows might crack. Yes, buffeting. <sighs> yes, a kind of, because here in England we don't, I mean, it's becoming less and less true because of what Al Gore's done. Thanks, but, Gore. um, Thanks very much, Al Gore! We don't generally get extreme weather like what the Americans do with their uh, typhoon shelters. We get a lot of hurricanes, though, you know? There's, uh, there's over about 100 or so every year it's in true, the UK. It's true, but it's unusual unusual when they destroy a heist it is unusual yeah uh, so one can sit in a house in britain uh and this is of course not true if you're living in a coastal area or in fact i think i should backpedal on this whole thing oh don't offend the people <laughs> in coastal areas all because the pennines all the listeners in the pennines yeah well, we get a lot of storms around they here. do they do and, and weather is much more of a, of, of a of a serious concern for a lot of people who live outside major cities but if you're smug enough to live in a major city <laughs> and there's weather you don't usually get affected by it no and it can be quite exciting well, it's one of the advantages of living in a city with uh protection of other people there and yeah all in the middle of streets and stuff but that's one of the nice things because you can fantasize that you've got a house in the country and, and mm. uh, you're living out in the middle of nowhere and your windows are being but to broaden it to everyone who lives anywhere the sound of rain generally yeah. uh when you're inside mm. whether it be a tent or a car especially a tent i'd say yeah or a house uh, can be lovely well it can be if it's exciting if it's like a, i think particularly a tent because then it's an occasion anyway you've gone camping and everything's a bit weird but generally the sound of rain is pretty depressing if it's a sunday or whatever and you're stuffed you can't go outside that came in from catherine in edinburgh and also from an anonymous person Ooh. uh who is anonymous 
Uh, there we go, yeah. Um, maybe it's anonymous Nina person from, what are they called? The sweaters. Put, the, what about putting on brand new socks after cutting your toenails? That's a very odd one. Very peculiar. Brand new socks after cutting your toenails? Yeah, I know what, I know what he or she means. Clackus, that comes from, in Cramlington. Is that a real person <laughs> in a real place? Surely not. Nobody knows. Anyway, you know, to be perfectly honest, I was looking through these texts, I'd selected all the good ones, and then I pressed the wrong button and lost all the selections. Never mind. So maybe we'll come back to it. Yeah. But, uh, then again, maybe we won't. Um, so we can call that the end of Text the Nation unless we discover any real genius ones. Later on in this, our final hour, we will be reminding you of this week's Song Wars, our uh, exit music for films that never were. Um, but right now, here is... Uh, who's this? It's Thomas Tantrum. Who's Thomas Tantrum? It's Thomas Tantrum. It's the, it's the latest thing. They're an all-female group from Southampton. It's their second single. This is called Shake It, Shake It. That's... Uh... That's some toddlers who've done a song. It was Thomas Tantrum with Shake It, Shake It, a brand new song from an old female group from Southampton. That's their, second, that's their second single. Good stuff. You know, the kids are going to enjoy that. Uh, and by kids, I do mean under five. It's all about, uh, it's all about shouty girls, shouty young girls. I want to talk. Girls talking. I'm not sure about it when girls in songs kind of shout speak do you know what i'm saying mm. it, it, it's a real thing that happens in a lot of uh, that's kind of what sort of nina from 99 luft balloons uh-huh uh can we think of any other women that do kind of um spoken singing well there's a few sort of indie bands that do it uh what is it life without buildings uh they they would do a lot of shout singing and um uh what are the precursors to that record elastica listeners? of course that's a good example yeah, yeah six four zero four six if you can think of the the music that's kind of led up to that kind of thing thomas tantrum I extraordinary just, business i thought it was like a new little kid's character do you know what i mean it could be maybe it is maybe it's like a preschool uh cartoon about like postman pattern who's the guy girl. who runs the underground <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about oh this will mean nothing to anyone who's not a parent maybe but um He's the, there's a character and he works in the underground. It's pretty desperate stuff. And he's a train driver, but on an underground train, which is the least glamorous train driving job you could ever mm. hope for, presumably. Um, but they're, they're mining the seam of people who drive all kinds of trains. <laughs> and they've ended up the logical conclusion with their, uh, a guy who runs, uh, he drives a train on the underground. But rather than being a kind of surly chap, which you might expect from someone doing that kind of job, he's uh, cheery and uh good for toddlers i wish i could remember the name of the thing will you someone will remind us will you text in uh now here's a track that i've chosen for you listeners hope you enjoy this uh might be a, a, a little bit too annoying like that's this is two sort of slightly annoying songs in quick succession but i hope you enjoy it it's from one of the best uh, albums of the year oh, i'm sure it's making everybody's uh, list of top albums this year i'm talking about the album mirrored by the band battles who are from the america and uh, this track is called Atlas. There you go. Wow, it's sort of Return to Oz music. It's good stuff, man. Gnomes and skipping girls. <laughs> That's uh, Battles with Atlas. This is Adam and Joe here on Six Music. We've got a couple of factual inaccuracies that we stumbled into that we'd like to clear up right now. Have we? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were, sa we were saying there that uh, Thomas Tantrum, the band before that Battles track, were an all-female group from Southampton. But somebody has texted in to say no i've lost it now oh yeah here we go uh to say hello boys my name my mate dave is in thomas tantrum and i'm pretty sure he's not a girl from lizzie in rain sucky southampton 
Well, Lizzie, you know, you should look very closely at Dave. Yeah. Because the Big British Castle has told us that it is an all-girl band. It says here on my notes. And they just wouldn't say something that was inaccurate. Yeah. It just wouldn't happen. So there's a good chance that Dave has got some issues you that know, he needs to chat. Everybody's lying these days. Look at exactly. the, can the canoe people and all that business the canoe man what is you he know, thinking at first it's all you think the rage to to do elaborate deceit the thing about the canoe man because at first you think oh that's kind of funny reeves it? keanu yeah um the thing about keanu is that he and folks were talking about the chap who went missing five years ago and then turned up recently and it turns out that he's been like just living hiding hiding <laughs> and at first you think that sounds fun because it, it's everyone's fantasy at some stage to pretend they've died and then just carry on and see how it their is? life unfolds so, yeah everyone thinks about I it don't so. they and and this guy was trying to escape from death and there's all sorts of reasons why you would like to reinvent your life in an anonymous way but it's it goes creepy when his sons are back at the house after the inquest into his death and he's hiding in the next room unbeknownst to them that's a bit demented isn't it yes it is <laughs> I mean, uh, some sad. people have also texted in other uh, shouty lady bands lots of people saying bis of course mm. uh clarin kingston saying that lily allen's responsible for all the terrible shouty girl talk songs she's more she's got a nice singing voice she doesn't do too much shouting, she does she? uh nico being mentioned as well by robin brighton uh lots more biz kim of course in sonic youth says david in ealing lena lovich says rob in birmingham yeah uh the slits toya Hazel O'Connor as well. Operator, please. Don't know, Operator, please. Are they a band or have I just misread that text? It's so hard to tell these days. <laughs> <laughs> and Bear Suit as well. Someone emailed about Bear Suit the other day. I went and bought their album. Very much enjoyed it, but they do a bit of lady shouting in there as well. Yeah. It's a fantastic, enjoyable genre, and Thomas Tantrum have added to it marvellously. Hey, Adam, who's your sports personality of the year? I'm very glad you asked me that, because I would have to say... Pele. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a trail. That was Thin Lizzy with That Woman's Gonna Break Your Heart, recorded for John Peel on Radio 1 on the 1st of August, 1977. Now it's time for the news and the music news, read by Harvey Cook and Ellie Davis. Who will win the song was today? Perhaps it will be Adam, or it will be Joe. Either one, you will be the one who decides by texting or emailing when you hear the clips. Well, that was in the old days when we used to play clips. That's Swedish. Is it? Before that, you heard the breeders with Divine Hammer. It's time for our second visit to Song Wars. This is for people that didn't have the misfortune to hear these songs in the first hour of the show. They were probably out Christmas shopping. Or, or maybe... Early morning Christmas shopping. Exactly, or maybe the other way around. Now people who were listening have gone Christmas yeah. shopping. Some people have come back. Who knows? Who can tell? So, I'd kind of... I'm really down on my song. Why? Because everyone hates it. Oh, you just got... I thought you never got freaked out by the uh, text and I'm emails. I'm not freaked out. You are. You're obviously rattled. <laughs> obviously rattled. <laughs> not rattled. Look at him. He's rattled. I just think it's no... I just don't think it's very good. He's rattling away. I think somebody said, you know, somebody texted in very kindly and said that's worthy of uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Mm. And to me, that was an insult. He's a you genius. Know. Well, he is, Weird but Al. at the same time, he goes for very obvious tropes can yeah, i but, say tropes but that's uh that's your genius too joe to take the obvious yeah, that's uh, everyday the genius. very very obvious i don't and, want every day and turn it into something slightly chucklesome i want what's more than genius <laughs> <laughs> uh super genius super genius okay mega genius here's my one then uh the song was this week is uh exit songs for films that didn't have them you know the song that you hear over the closing credits of a movie 
uh here's my one it's for the film the shining a uh, few people have quite rightly pointed out that the final shot of the shining is that uh track into the photo of all the old staff and jack nicholson's amongst them so imagine if you were looking at that the film's ending the closing credit starts and you hear this the shining the shining everybody's got the shining you're shining i'm shining everybody's got the shining in the overlook hotel he went to write a book but ended up going to hell his wife wendy tried to calm him down but for her trouble nearly got an axe in her crown their son danny had a special gift but how's it gonna help with all the blood in the lift can't the little kid just play on his trike without dead twin sisters giving him a fright yeah the shining the shining everybody's got the shining you're shining i'm shining Everybody's got the shining. Look out now, Jack's out to destroy. 'Cause all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Jack thought he was in sexy lady heaven. Now he's snogging a crone in room two three seven. Here comes Halloran to save the day, but Jack chops him in two after he came all that way. Danny gets a note from his invisible charm. It says red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum. The shining, the shining. Everybody's got the shining on video, DVD. Oh, they've watched it on the TV. He's rattled. He's rattled. I am rattled. I just think, man, I know, I know when All it took I've been one email defeated. Rattled. <laughs> 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 I hate you! <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, and my, my song this week is based around the film The Hours. Oh, Joe just threw a biro at me. Um, it's based around the film The Hours. Come on, man. I really like your show. I've got an one. umbrella that's like a gun. Oh, no. And I'm going to hold it right next to, to Adam's face. Brother in the indoor land. Um, so, anyway, here's my song about The Hours. Dearest, I feel certain that I'm going mad again. Begin to hear voices. So I am doing what seems to be the best thing to do. My life has been stolen from me. You tried to kill yourself twice. I'm dying in this town. Virginia Woolf is writing Mrs. Dalloway. It is about a woman's day, making party plans. A housewife in the fifties is reading Mrs. Dalloway, a woman. Is, is making party plans Three women with unwelcome obligations to the men In the lives that they feel they never chose All of them depressed And wishing they could just escape Like Virginia Woolf With her wonky plastic nose I choose not the suffocating and aesthetic of the suburbs But the violent jolt of the cat That is my choice This is my right It was done for you! It was done for your betterment! It was done out of love! 
was a tragedy that Virginia Woolf felt she had to drown herself Just because she was depressed and she was bisexual In those days both those subjects were not well understood Nowadays there's lithium and lots of bendy friends Yes, how will you fill up the hours of your lady life? Will you serve pathetic men? Will you be a wife? I choose life. Will you just read Grazia and bake your stupid cakes? Does that really make you happy? I think you deserve a lovely party. Mrs. Dalloway said you'd buy the flowers herself. Well, Sally, I think I'll buy the flowers myself. What? I think I'll buy the flowers myself. Wow, that's got so many things I like about, uh, you know, songs, yeah. tie-in songs. I like the repeated sample mm. with different effects on it. Yeah. I like the mention of Grazia magazine. Thanks a lot. The stupidest magazine in the world. It is. That's my opinion, not the BBC's. I tend to agree. Uh, I like the pronunciation of the word stupid as stupid. Stupid. <laughs> that what... would be a good text the nation thing. Words whose pronunciation you can mangle to make them more satisfying to say. It's what parents sometimes say. Don't be so stupid. Don't be so stupid. Uh, and I also like the idea. Does she have a lovely party? Well, it's all about this woman organising a lovely party and, uh, um, you know, Mrs. Dalloway, that is. Yeah. But I've never read Mrs. Dalloway. I'm a fan of Orlando, and I'm a big fan of The Waves. Never read The Dalloway. To The Lighthouse, do you remember? We, we were forced to read yeah. that at school, man. Mm. That was hard going. But, you know, I, I feel as if now I've got some degree of maturity, I can go back to these books that upset me and freaked me out when I was at school because I didn't understand them, and maybe I'll get another chance. But uh, in case you're, you're uh, wondering, I'm not down on people making cakes. There's a little motif in the film The Hours about how pathetic it is for Julianne Moore's character to be a, a kind of uh, domestic slave making a cake for her husband because it's his birthday. Ugh, what a pathetic thing for a woman to do, make a cake for a man. And uh, so I just was reacting to that. It's good, man. Look, the texts have gone crazy. Keep texting 64046 or if you're listening to this file, listen again. Uh, adamandjoe.6music at bbc.co.uk Hey, we should tell uh, listeners who are keen on the show, uh, people who are less keen on the show won't be so interested. What about keen? Uh, keen are very keen on the show. Yeah. Um, they, that, that we will be doing a podcast of it that hopefully will start early in the new year, mm -hmm. but it'll be a kind of one of those um, cookie cutter ones that the BBC do very, very well, <laughs> where they just lift the music out of the show and put the talky bits together. They have them up there on iTunes for Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross and stuff. We'll be starting one of those early in the new year. And we'll also, though, to make matters more complicated and exciting, be adding to the whole thing with... Uh, a show a, a kind of podcast that we put together which will be a digest of some of the best bits but it'll be less frequent it'll be like once every two weeks or uh, yeah that's or. a longer term project yeah but it will happen at the beginning of next year and it'll it'll have new bits and stuff and things that were too rude for broadcast so all sorts of podcast activities in the new year there's something to look forward to there is something to look forward to now did you choose this one joe this uh, track I? what is it bit of kid creole oh yes uh, this is fantastic. This is a, a, a new band called Kid Creole and the Coconuts, <laughs> and this is the latest thing that the kids are listening to. This is called Stool Pigeon. There we go, Kid Creole and the Coconuts, uh, a funk band from America. You'll be hearing a lot about them in the past. August Darnell is the name of uh, Kid Creole, isn't it? I ran across him once in the foyer of what was then the Warner West End in London's Leicester Square. It's now called The, the View. The View. And I, I, I went up to him and shook his hand and said, thank you for the music. Yeah, good one. Did you actually say those words? He said, get off me. Get off yeah. me. Stop uh, I did say me. those words, yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you for the music. Yeah, he seems to like it. Of course he liked it. So this is the last seven minutes of this week's uh, Adam and Joe radio show thing here on BBC Six Music. Um, just a bit of caretaking, some stuff we'd like you to help us with for next week's show. Next week's Song Wars, we're going to do Christmas songs. Yeah. We'd love you to suggest particular angles on Christmas or a particular aspect of Christmas that you feel isn't covered by the standard Christmas song. Uh, and we'll be recording them sometime after Wednesday this week. Mm. So if you're listening again or listening now, uh, text in those suggestions. In fact, email them, adamandjoe.6music at bbc.co.uk in the next couple of days, and we'll endeavour to make your ideas come into tragic musical death. Also this week, we're going to be pre-recording a couple of shows that will be played out over the uh, Christmas period. So we'd like your help for one of those shows for a subject for text the nation and we've thought of a stupidest lie that i ever told or stupid lies that you've told in general yeah a lie you've told to get yourself out of a situation or maybe to make yourself look good mm-hmm. or to attract someone or or something uh, that has kind of backfired enormously on you these are usually lies you would have told when you were little or littler than what you are now yeah it would be great if the lie you told had had catastrophic consequences mm. that we can no no well, not depressing no. ones no here's one i told in order to uh endear myself to the to the sister of one of my friends when i was about uh, 14 mm-hmm. i was on holiday with them i told her that i had a heart problem oh <laughs> what? because uh i told her that i only had a few years to live because <laughs> i had a slightly weak heart i thought that would make her more likely to get off with me slightly weak mind more like it worked did it yeah no! I, I did get off with her and, and had you revealed to her by that point that it was not actually true that you had a heart No, I condition? don't think she actually cared. That was the terrible thing. I don't think it had that much impact. <laughs> That's such a weird It's a lie terrible to lie to tell. It is. It's, the, it's kind of, you know, like... Um, tempting fate a bit yeah but i feel i was 14 so that was that's all right isn't it all kinds of trouble you do you fantasize in that morbid way when you're that age don't you wouldn't it be glamorous if i was fatally ill you don't really have any conception of your own mortality at that age. that's true anyway uh, a a lie that i told that springs to mind similar things it's often about your physical makeup isn't it i told a lot of people that i was bionic how Uh, old were you then i must i was young you know i was 10 9 maybe very young and uh, being bionic was the thing at that age uh, maybe it still is i don't know um that chick from eastenders is the bionic woman yeah yeah that's coming to bore people very soon but yeah i told people that uh, my left arm was bionic it was very specific i said that i'd been in a car accident and uh, only what did you do my- to prove it well that was the thing it came <laughs> it came down to a sort of bionic off with another guy who said that he had bionic uh, julie's and we went off to the labs to to demonstrate to each other uh, how our bionics worked and at that point the whole thing unraveled Sounds very homoerotic <laughs> it was a little bionic bit. arm plus bionic julie's <laughs> yeah. equals a bionic good time i really thought he had bionic julie's as well i was Why dead disappointed bionic julie's? well i don't know he's he made it sound plausible he said they were removable <laughs> <laughs> I thought wow that, that would be wicked well send your um peculiar lies that you've told uh, to us, adamandjoe.6music at bbc.co.uk. And One more thing about Thomas yeah. Tantrum. Didn't we discover some new oh, fact yeah. about them? Oh, yeah. Now, we're given a, play- a, a list of the songs we're playing every week here at the Big British Castle, and it's, you know, done by medieval scribes. It's all in gold pen and all that business. Uh, but it was wrong this week. Uh, it told us that Thomas Tantrum was an all-girl band. They're not. There's apparently a lady singer, and the rest of them are blokes. And they're not from Southampton at all, are they? 
Oh, we don't know about that bit. No one's contested that bit. But no, so, right. somebody, one of the scribes in, in, in the castle will be, um, put, yeah, put in the, what are they called? Stocks. In the stocks, in the stock housing. Hey, blessing. thanks to everybody who's texted and, uh, emailed this week. We, we really couldn't do the show without you. Yeah, we appreciate Even it. Even though we will be in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, no, we still need their help for that. True, true. We? Liz Kershaw is coming up. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.